Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Great to be on, everyone. Great to have you all on with us today. I can see comments coming in right now. Blessings uh, from Gambia, Pakistan. Great to have you all on. Praise be to God. I hope everyone has had a blessed, blessed day and a blessed week so far. Praise God. Well, great to be on today. It's great to be on. You're looking very nice and casual and relaxed. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking like one of the sporty members of the Spice Girls. It was unintentional. Sporty Spice. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to do a little kick. Kick? A kick to who? <laughs> no, but that's what she used to do. She would do a kick. Sporty Spice. Uh, you don't know much about the Spice Girls, do you? No, we no, were talking no. about the Spice Girls the other day. Are you sure you're not a fan of Spice Girls? No, no, no. He asked me if I'd like to go to a Spice Girl concert the no, other day. No, I was going to send you, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for that. Literally, anyone want to come with me to a Spice Girls reunion concert? I'm there. Welcome. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, blessings from Zambia. I see Mr. Pentecost on all the way from Yorkshire. It's always a blessing when you're at church, you know, brothers. Always a blessing when you're at church. I see you just dancing about and just Mm -hmm. so receptive to the Holy Spirit. You know, people can either be atmosphere quenchers or they can add to the atmosphere. And you're definitely one of those that add to the atmosphere. So bless you. Yeah, we love these types of people. Bless you, Brother Sohail from Maidenhead, UK. Blessings to you, sir. Bless you, uh, sister there from Canada. Great to have you on with us. Portsmouth, yeah. Florida. That's Portsmouth, Ohio. That's not even the UK. Blessings. Welcome. Yeah. And do share this broadcast before we get into the word today and and all that God is going to share and do tonight. We want to reach as many people as possible. If you're watching on YouTube, do comment below. Let us know where you're tuning in from. Hit like, hit subscribe. Yeah. Bless you, Ruth, all the way from Blessed Bedford. Great to have you on with us. <laughs> Blessed Bedford. Hello. Joyce Ireland. Hi, Nathan. How are you? Brother Nathan, how are you, man? I hope you're doing well. Congratulations on the marriage as well. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you soon, man. Joyce Ireland. I love Joyce as another one when we talk about baptism. She's like so excited. Well, that's how people should be there. Yeah. I love my baptism day. That's one of the best days, best experiences of my life was my baptism. I literally, (laughs) I just stepped into the water and I was like so undone with the power of God that they didn't even need to like submerge me. I kind of just free willingly just went under. (laughs) (laughs) They just had to pull me back out. That's all they had to do. Ah. Hallelujah. Uh, Praise the Lord. Yeah, I see people tuned in from... uh, yeah, Suffolk and Susan there from Nottingham, Marie from Sweden. Great mm. to have you on with There's us. Someone from Kingston, Jamaica. Amazing. Oh, we had some nice beef patties today. They were mm. nice, real nice. Great to have you on with us. Offer all the way from Virginia. Blessings to you. Great to have you on with us as well. As well. Praise the Lord. Oxford, London. 
Another sister from Jamaica. Great to have you on with us today. Mm-hmm. And from Oxford as well. We see a message. Great to have you on. <clears throat> bless you, bless you, bless you. Hallelujah. Bless you. Brother Dennis, all the way from Florida. I hope you and the family are doing very well. Great to have you on tonight. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, it's been such a blessed, blessed few days. God has been moving in such a powerful way. Like that outreach we had. Mm. Wow. Last weekend was phenomenal. Yeah. It was phenomenal. It was. One thing about Pragma Church, I love the way they just take over an atmosphere. (laughs) Mm. I mean, we give all glory to God. And the anointing is so strong on on the church members and the various team. Even some of the young people. Some people stepped out on the streets for the first ever time. Yeah. And you can see the way that in the spirit realm, when the Christians step onto the ground, you can sense the shift in the atmosphere. Like, yes, you've got a busker singing over there. Yes, you've got a couple of people just dancing about, performing over there. Yes, you've got a couple of Muslims, you know, with their little table over there. But when the Christians come, I'm talking about the spirit-filled, Holy Ghost Christians. When they come and they start proclaiming, they start praying, Mm. they start loving on people, you sense a tangible shift in the very atmosphere. Yeah. And that's the power of being a blood-washed, spirit-filled, devil-rebuking, tongue-talking, Bible-believing, victorious (laughs) Christian. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's true. You know, Christians, it's just they have such a different shout. Mm. That's what it is. I feel like there were so many people. <laughs> but there were so many people. Like, we got there and there was, like, this one guy pulled in a massive crowd and they were all there chanting, like, all these, like, songs. And I was like, wow, like, it's so cool. But then I was like, it's so sad at the same time because like, they, we're the Christians are going to come with the true story, like, the true gospel, the true words, the truth. Hallelujah. That people need. And then it's like, yeah, it got, I'll be honest, there was only one word that I could use to describe the outreach on Friday. And I've never used it to describe an outreach before. And I said it was wild. I, f- wild, I, f- I found it was wild. In all fairness, we have friends in Canada who have been physically attacked by Antifa. Like, I'm talking women, babies, like kids have been physically attacked. So, we had it easy, but it was pretty like, I found it quite hostile. Like we really, we really had to go in and shift the atmosphere. Like what you said is so true. Like you yeah. got there and you could, you could really, feel, and I didn't even know it was St. Paddy's day. It was St. Patrick's day. Mm. So everyone had these big green hats on and a lot of people were drunk. Like yeah. everyone, like I'm telling you, these are those people that you would like work with in your job and they're like all professional and come like 5.30, these people were like puking in bins. They were drunk. They were like antisocial. They were, it, it was so like, it was Sodom and Gomorrah. 
That's how I can explain it. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And for those that don't know, like St. Patrick was a powerful man of God. Mm. So Irish pirates came to St. Patrick's area and they kidnapped him yeah, as a young they, boy. That's right. They were from northern Eng England. Mm. And you're right, the pirates came over and he was actually from a wealthy family and they came and kidnapped him and took him as a slave to help build Ireland. And then... Um, it was there, isn't it? He never left. He never left his faith. Like his mum brought him up as a Christian, but mm. he never really had that personal encounter with the Lord. And then, whilst he was in Ireland, he actually became a shepherd. And as he was tending to his flock, it was in that place. But he was in slavery though, while he was a shepherd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whilst he was a slave, he was a shepherd boy, and he would look after the flock. And he said that that's when he began to actually start talking to God. Was that he would just pray to God every day, look after me, and then he'd pray like, look after the sheep. Mm. And then from there, and then the Lord gave him a vision one night in the middle of the night. Said, "Run, there's a ship, and you can get out." Mm. So the Lord set him free, and then he became a, a bishop. Yeah. But then again, when he was older, the Lord told him, "Go back to that place where you once were." Um, in, cap in captivity mm. and go back and preach the gospel to those people and they got saved and that helped wow. bring, that's revival that helped share the gospel into um, Ireland and one point I want to make as well is that with the um, the four leaf clovers at the shamrock or the mm. three leaf clover is that, that he actually was he did creative evangelism is that he was creative in his evangelism and he would use a clover to um clearly um teach on the trinity the the father son holy spirit is that it was like a thing that he would do so it's it's powerful we watched an episode of torchlighters we like watching that on mm, youtube isn't yeah. it of like episodes and it just Definitely. helps explain 100 percent. i think a lot of people don't realize that saint patrick he was around only a few hundred years after christ's death yeah he was around 300 a.d exactly and the fact that before that, Ireland and Irish people, they would actually worship pagan gods. Yeah. So that was a genuine revival. It was actually a great spiritual awakening as well, you know, yeah. and then... And then even you know. now, a lot of Irish people are very superstitious. They they hold a lot of those traditions um, where they're very superstitious over colours, um, like um, they have... Um, horseshoes like there's a, and it's a lot of that that stems back from mm. those kind of pagan ideologies yeah so yeah i mean people don't realize that you know i mean now in modern society people just like saint patrick's they drink beer yeah. you know get smashed nightclubs it's just an and, excuse to party yeah. isn't it and drink because i think ireland the whole thing is like guinness isn't it is that like mm. their national drink i don't know I don't, know, I don't drink. know about that. But yeah, what I was going to say was like, we didn't know that that day was going to be St. Patrick's <laughs> Day. We actually, I mean, what's interesting is two weeks ago, I was ministering in London at the pastor's meeting. Mm -hmm. Finished, powerful time. God moved. After I had a couple of the team with me, I said, right, let's go for food. Took them out for food in central London. Finished food and we were just walking back. And you know, for us... We don't just normally walk, really. <laughs> Sometimes it's a reflection, it's a prayer walk. You don't walk. <laughs> no, we walk, but we don't just walk. Yeah. We walk plus, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> prayer walk, a ponder, a I little reflection. I was going to say we walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we were walking, and I was speaking to one of the evangelists in our team, and I was just like, we are talking, we are saying, look, look at all these lost souls. Mm -hmm. Look at all these people just drunk and, you know, don't know where they're going or what they're doing. 
And we just spoke about how it would be profound to evangelize on an evening in central London. And the following week, you actually then mentioned that, oh, let's arrange an outreach. You know, you had a friend from out of town that was going to come in that in the end couldn't actually come in for that specific arrangement. But nonetheless, God had a greater plan. And it mobilized a lot of the church and even other churches. We had a pastor friend of ours from South London who came to join in, bring some of his team. Mm -hmm. And there was another random pastor or an evangelist there that had been evangelized on the streets for 40 plus years. So God had a greater plan. Yeah, it it genuinely was God. Because mm. I know Brother Sunil, he said he really felt like we should be going on um, Trafalgar outreach. Oh, can we keep on saying Trafalgar? Sorry, Leicester Square. We take Trafalgar as well. Um, but yeah, and then it was just like somehow we just kind of, we were just talking it. And then um, it ended up doing that. Because like you said, like we actually didn't even like intend to even like couple of days before we weren't even gonna be there and yeah. it just worked out we were there so that's why it was so awesome that they genuinely it was like you and i just kind of knew we were like whoa like god must really like be on this and want to take us and Definitely. um yeah so let's talk about getting there so i think it was amazing that by the time we, we all met at leicester square yeah and then it was like all of a sudden there was like all these like other christians that were joining us that mm. actually go to leicester square every friday now this is wow. so powerful i don't know if we've got that picture we don't do we have the picture of the guy okay there is this lovely old guy i can't remember his name do you guys remember his name paddy is pa- it paddy was he paddy no he was no, no, no. i don't know was it bob <laughs> roy <laughs> he was lovely anyways he um if you remember in the comments maybe that would help but he was he goes to leicester square Every Friday, Paddy. Yeah, Reed said it was Paddy. Paddy, yeah. Paddy yeah. on St. Paddy's Day. Anyways, Brother Patrick, Paddy, he goes there every night for like 40 years. He preaches the gospel. So he knows wow. like all the Muslim brothers that were there. Like he is like, he he knows all mm. these guys. And let me quickly share with you. He had tears in his eyes at the end. He was crying because he was like, wow, like the way you guys have come in. This guy had a powerful testimony. He comes and preaches there every Friday night. He comes from like Sussex or something. He said to the Lord, he would get home like one, two in the morning. He told the Lord, he said, Lord, um, get me a house. I'm not going to be traveling around. Do you know that the Lord gave him a six bed house? He has a six bed house in London now. Wow. I was like, amazing. God is good. But yeah, so that was the beginning. So people like turned, we prayed. That was powerful. It's always good to like start with prayer and stuff. Definitely. No, I love it. Because what what we're actually doing, we step into that territory you are coming against the spirit of the age Mm. now the spirit of the age is obviously like modern day sodom and gomorrah really it's like the alphabet communities people living in immorality sin darkness under the influence of drugs demonic spirits and so forth the spirits in the atmosphere isn't it absolutely it's really the spirit of the age you know and so it's so important for intercession to go hand in hand with evangelism. Yeah. It's very, very crucial. Really, it's imperative. If there's an evangelist or soul winner watching, I want to encourage you. Intercession and evangelism go hand in hand. You know, Reinhard Bonnke said this once, and it really stayed with me. He said that intercession is the detonator. Mm-hmm. And evangelism is the explosive. 
And you can't have one without the other. Mm. Intercession without evangelism is the detonator without the explosive. Evangelism without intercession is the explosive without the detonator. The two actually go hand in hand. And this is why there are Christians that do go out evangelizing, but they're not really having significant spiritual impact because they're not living a life of prayer. They're not saturated in prayer. It's not a lifestyle of intercession. Mm. And I encourage all our evangelists and really the whole church that you know, intercessory prayer is so, so important. And it's not just for the evangelistic ministry. It's also for the deliverance ministry. Mm. It's also for the pastoral ministry. Actually, let me go one step further. It's for the ministry of the Christian. Yeah, We're all in the ministry of reconciliation. Of Intercession is so, so imperative. Now, I always like to have three levels of intercession covered. So it's not like we're having to muster it up or cultivate it just for that event or that outreach or that occasion or that ministry engagement. We're living in that place. So if there's an unexpected moment or demonic attack that may occur, we're already prepped. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Three levels of intercession I like to walk in is, number one, you have generic people around that pray for you. Now, when we're traveling into various countries and people follow us, some of you that may follow us on social media, there are many of you that may pray for our ministry. You may pray for us personally, and we honor that and we respect that. And that's one level of intercession where you have people that are networked to you that cover you in prayer. You may not know them personally, but in the spirit, they are praying for you. Like I've bumped into random ladies in different churches, like old grannies when we've gone to minister in churches. And they've been like, Daniel, we are praying for you in our cell groups on a Wednesday, on a Tuesday. We're praying for you. Some people on a morning prayer, we're praying for you. I mean, one pastor in Spain great man of God, he says this, he says, Daniel, I'm going through the mountains prayer walking. And when I'm prayer walking in those mountains at 4am, I am mentioning your name, you know, to cover us in prayer, which is just powerful. Mm. So that's one level of intercession. Then there's another level of intercessory prayer where you have specific people that you know and trust that cover you. And there may be people that you have covenant with, whether it's your wife, whether it's certain ministers, whether it's people you're under, you know, certain leaders that God has placed in your life, you're covering. You know, it's so, so important to have that level as well. And they're people that you are in covenant with. Then there's personal intercession. The third level, where you yourself are prayed up, where you're not dependent on the third level, the second level, but you yourself are on fire for God, living a life of prayer, living a life of revival in your own prayer closet. It's very, very important. And that covers you. Yeah. I think, and that's the most important one, isn't it? Is because I think there are so many people that you may not have people praying for you. You may not have even like that spiritual covering. That's why if you are a part of a local church, you are blessed that you have your pastors, your leaders praying for you. But some people don't have that. Then they may not even have praying parents or a praying wife. It's so important that you have that prayer life and you pray for yourself. I think it's so important. Like That's always imperative because I think you can never have too many people praying for you, but I think your prayers for yourself, like you you need to know how to pray for yourself, isn't yeah. it? Because it's like, Amen. it's so easy <laughs> running to people, oh, pray for me, pray for me. But I, I, I'll be honest, me personally, I don't ask people to pray for me. I'm not mm. one of the people like, 
I not to pray for myself, and but when I want to pray the prayer of agreement, I want to pray a prayer of faith. I'll let you know, or you know, people around us who we really trust. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's so good. So I, I think that's powerful. So intercession is obviously important. That prayer, as a Christian, it, it has to just really be lifestyle. That you know, I, I pray and ask the Lord to help you if you don't even have this. That have an excitement about you when you wake up in the morning. I'm very, I try to be very religious about spending my time with God. And it's not because I, um, I have to, and when I say that word religious, but it's because I want to, like, I, I want to value that Lord, I'm alive. I have another day with you. So it's like, you want to have that, you know, time with him. And it's like, it's nice to be able to just spend time with him and get and have that fellowship with him, you know, where you're praying over yourself, you're praying over your life and those things, you know, that you're believing God for, find them in the word. Like you have to take a hold of those promises and, you know, and, and that's what builds your relationship. So, and then it's from that place because then another thing I wanted to touch on whilst you were talking about these, you know, points of intercessory prayer is what would you say for all those people that when you go on outreach and it's like, I haven't prayed enough, I, I haven't done enough. Like, I, I think a lot of Christians really face that yeah. that exact issue of like, I've gone on outreach, but I didn't spend that much time with the Lord. I haven't done my Bible reading. I haven't prayed. I haven't you fasted. <laughs> it's such a good question. I remember meeting one young man, right? And we were at an apologetics conference and it was like a debate going on. And this gentleman, he was so eloquent his delivery, him ministering the word, him answering atheists, agnostics, Muslims. He was so, so eloquent, right? And what was so profound about this situation was he would touch people and he'd evangelize. But then it'd be like, oh, and I'd be like, okay, let's go soul winning. Then it'd be like, oh, you know what? I can't. It would be like, oh, you know what? I haven't prayed enough and I haven't read the Bible enough and this and that. And this is one of the theologians. Well, no, no. He was just one of the young guys oh. that was really gifted and anointed by God. Okay. There's a balance in this. Of course, you need to be prayed up. It's very important. There's no ifs, buts or maybes about it. Like, And you don't depend on the prayers of others. They're just good principles to have in place, especially if you're operating on a certain level of ministry. But... The key is you're not depending on those people. So you yourself are just staying so on fire for God because you're not doing it off someone else's prayer life. You're not riding off the waves of someone else's intercession. They're going for it, praying for you, covering you. But you yourself are praying as if you're praying alone. Mm. So really you're hitting higher levels that way because you're not dependent on anyone else's prayer life. You yourself are pressing into God, you know, because then otherwise people get spiritually apathetic, they get lazy and so forth. But then there's that balance of even if you haven't prayed enough, that's when grace bridges the gap. Yeah. That's where righteousness closes that gap and covers you. And one thing people need to understand is God uses imperfect people. This isn't ever about reaching that level of perfectionism because people, they cut themselves out. As soon as they say, I'm not good enough and I haven't been to Bible school, I haven't got 10 shiny certificates, I can't quote 50 Bible verses, they almost disqualify themselves. But the blood of Jesus says you're qualified. Yeah. So there are certain things that will disqualify you from your mindset, 
from demonic voices, from the five senses, what you hear, touch, see, smell and feel. Certain things will disqualify you. But you can't look at all those different things that disqualify you. You've got to, in them moments, look at the blood of Jesus that qualifies you. And that blood qualifies you and makes you a candidate to firstly experience God's love and presence. And then it makes you a candidate to be used of God. Mm. Yeah, And then when people then go out on the street knowing that they are qualified by the blood of Jesus there's no excuses Mm. and it's so important that when you're born again that people have to have this revelation on who they are in the spirit that Uh you know you're, you're washed in the blood that you're made righteous so that you know God says I will never leave you nor forsake you that when you're born again the spirit of God comes and makes its home in you. Hallelujah. And that power, you know, the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the grave is the same power that lives mm. on the inside of you. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. So it's one of those things that power is always there. It's always there. It's irrevocable. It, it won't be taken away from you. And it's one of those things of like, it says, I think it's first Timothy, you know, be ready in season, out of season, that it, it's there. So the moment the Lord has need, it's not about, did I do my devotional today? Did I pray today? Because this is where it comes down to that relational intimacy with the Lord, that my heart is, I'm always making room. And that's where it is. It's got to be this lifestyle of I'm making room for the Lord in my life. When I'm driving my car, I'm worshiping. As soon as I wake up in the morning, the first thing I'm thinking about is my Lord of thank you, Jesus. And you're just enjoying Amen. that time with him. When you're during your day, you're you're on the word. You you know, you're, you're just, you're with him. You're in him. You're thinking about him. And then, you know, when you go on outreach, you're you're ready so yes the moment we're going to start i'm going to open up in prayer but there may be a time someone might just come up to you and it might just be a divine appointment and you didn't pray but god is still going to move through and you know what i love that's so powerful and this is where grace bridges that gap is it's not even about us this is about the spirit of god just using us as a vessel because that's all we are we're just vessels but then we could go into that utensils, what type of vessel you want to be. That's it, yeah. That it's about that person, that Very heaven good. is just looking to flow through someone right now to reach. And when you have that mindset, and this helps in evangelism in so many ways, but it really throws you out the way when you've got nerves. Come on. When you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm nervous. And it's really like, no, because when you think of eternity, that gosh, th- someone needs help right now. Here I am, Lord. Just use me. Absolutely. I'm just seeing someone's comment on the screen right now. Mr. Pentecost, Brother Andrew, who I actually know personally. I met him at the Smith Wigglesworth building. He just said something like, oh, um, I just... What did he say? I just open up and preach fire to the town. Yes. (laughs) It's so true. And one thing I want to say is that, like, sometimes... You just got to go for it. Go for it. You know, I'm Preach, just reminded on. of a testimony of a brother at church who was on the stage sharing a testimony and he was on the train carriage and people were mocking him and mocking him and he just started to say, fire of the Holy Spirit, fire of the Holy Spirit, fire of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and let me just tell you this. Sometimes you have to hit the fire alarm. <laughs> sometimes you're not going to hey. have the right words to say. Hey. Sometimes you're not going to have the right things to say. You just got to hit the Holy Ghost fire alarm and just let the Spirit of the Lord break out. As a matter of fact, sometimes you've got to grab all your little sales pitch 
to evangelize, rip it up, throw it out of the way, and just say, Lord, have your way. I'm reminded of my family member that were Catholics. And I remember they were looking at me funny. I'd just given my life to the Lord for the first time. And basically, I just said, right, we're going to pray. And you know what my prayer was? It wasn't our Father in the name of Jesus. Do you know what my prayer was? It wasn't, Lord, please touch them. It wasn't, you know what my prayer was? Fire of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> That's what it actually was. Fire of the Holy Ghost. That was my prayer. And I just said that about 20 times. And then they all started falling over. <laughs> yeah, then they all started toppling over under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but sometimes you've got to hit the Holy Ghost fire alarm. Oh, I like that. So th this is that. the thing about evangelism. You know, and, and this is what I love about just sometimes you've got to just pull up on the devil. Sometimes hey. don't give the devil any notice. Mm. You know, when we were at Leicester Square last week, we actually said that we are meeting at this position, but we're going to move to the other position over mm. there. And sometimes the team may not understand that. Or how come we're moving over there? Mm. But we we got to be sensitive to the spirit, you know, and you're pulling up on the devil without notice without an alarm, without letting him be notified. You're just pulling up and you're letting God be God and you're just not even giving demons notice that you're entering the area. It's so good because, like, we didn't even have, like, schedules or anything either of, like, who's preaching, when they're preaching. We literally just got there and then it was, like, it was pretty hostile. I remember, like, as soon as you started, like, I think as soon as we got there... Mm. You start well, I felt, preaching. I felt the Lord say, you start preaching to me. Yeah. You preach first and shift the atmosphere. Mm. And as soon as I did it, we had a gentleman, obviously people were listening. We had one gentleman start getting upset, start heckling. And, you know, You're being very respectful calling him a gentleman. He was annoying. He was oh, really he, annoying. Yeah, he was a little kid, isn't it? He was, yeah. he was a little kid with a big microphone. You take that mm. microphone off him, he wouldn't have had anything to say. Mm. He was really annoying. He was like bellowing so he had his face he had like face mask face covered hoodie megaphone thinking he was like yeah there he is he was so annoying <laughs> we bless you it was funny it was exciting because at the end of the day i mean what more can you expect really we're, we're really coming against that spirit of the age people coming like that and yeah just demons manifesting, really. I think he actually said, "I've got, I've got anxiety," and then we just started casting out the spirit of anxiety. Yeah, and then <laughs> everyone came around and started praying for him. And then he was like, "I'm getting anxious. I need social distance." Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Hallelujah! But we've actually got a clip, haven't we, of that outreach? We did have a lot more testimonies that I'm going to try and read out. Some of the team didn't actually capture the sound on it, sadly. But it was powerful. There were so many testimonies. There were Muslims that gave their life to the Lord. There were people that got delivered. There was, oh, watch yeah, this. Yeah, there were people, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, there, no. There, yeah, there were people who were suicidal. Like, they were going to commit suicide. And because our teams were there, like, we literally intercepted and um, helped, you know, rip people from the bridge of eternity so it was really powerful absolutely so we've got this clip anyway have a watch of this clip may encourage you to stir you up i'm going to share a few more of the testimonies and we're going to get into the word of god
Today we are in Leicester Square, central London, and the Lord is moving in such a powerful way. We've got teams mobilised. I don't know how many people are here, but loads have come out to win the loss, to pray for the sick, pray even for deliverance on the streets. God is moving in such a phenomenal way. We've got powerful testimonies. We've had a little bit of people getting a bit upset and, you know, demons manifesting, but we're just praying for them. We're praying that the Holy Spirit will touch their hearts and we're just leading people straight into the arms of Christ. So keep praying for us as we believe God for a move of the Spirit today. Have a little look around at what's going on here. Amazing. And that's the big difference about what we're sharing with you today. We want to let you know today, man will let you down. Historical figures will let you down. But Jesus will never, ever let you down. Religion is about what you do, do, do. But true Christianity is about what has been done, done, done. See, friends, the power of the cross is real. And I want to encourage people passing by right now that it doesn't matter how great your sin may be, the blood of Jesus can cleanse you from all sin today. And yeah, as you just saw there, there's actually a clip of us praying for a police officer. That's uh, uh, powerful. How did that work out? Because basically I saw the police <laughs> officer and then I turned around and then you were like laying hands on him. So I was like, whoa, that like, that well, changed quickly. Well, what was incredible is this police officer is actually a follower of the ministry. Mm. And he said, this was his words, he's been praying for years to meet us. Mm. It's from South Africa. South praying Africa. years upon years upon years to meet us and he said all of a sudden you're there wow. and then he was like please pray pray for me and had a prophetic word for him he got powerfully touched by the lord and it was phenomenal i think you know let's run that clip and i think what's amazing is yeah let's hit play on it <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I mean, it was just phenomenal because, I mean, you know what? Our God is a God of restoration. Come on. So even being in that square, it seemed like everyone had a story. <laughs> you know, I was speaking to a couple of the brothers of the, from the church. You know, I remember you were saying that you were out in your BC days on a night out. And, you know, you had a moment there, didn't you? I did. I'm not proud of it. I just disclaimer, I'm not proud of it. Because anything before Christ, that's what we mean when we say BC, are before Christ days. Um, but long story short, I was backslidden because many of you know my testimony. I got, gave my life to the Lord when I was 13. But when I was um, 19, that's when I fully surrendered. So when I was 18, um, I was on a night out with like my work colleagues. And, um, you know, you go out for drinks and stuff and we were drunk and then we walked through Leicester Square, but there were people evangelizing, handing out um, tracks and flyers. Yeah. And I actually like, because that was who I really was, that's, that was the real me. I actually joined them and I was like, 
I wanted, I just like stood <laughs> with them for a bit and it's because I knew I needed to be with them. Wow. But then obviously I went off and that kind of then was that little season before I came back to the Lord fully. And I feel that those are those little seeds of that. This is what I was meant to be doing. And then this is what I was sharing with you and the team is it was such an honor to go back and be heckled and, you know, to preach the gospel in that exact same spot where the devil tried oh, to have me, but he didn't. And I know with you and other people, it's the That's same it. story. This is where he's such a God of restoration, isn't Amen. it? Yeah, I remember myself. I'd be there right at that casino certain days. Mm. Literally the one where we were preaching in front of. Wow. The casino right there. We'd just be in there for hours till the early hours of the mm. night. Certain nightclubs. And it would just be like, you'd be there. It's so empty. BC days. Empty. Mm. Under the influence of alcohol. And demonic devils. oppression. Yeah. The devil's music. Just the frequency playing through your ears. I was just walking past like, wow, God. Look at God. How blessed we are now. Hallelujah. And Such a joy to be there with a team and really just magnifying God and insulting the devil. Yeah. That's really what you call insulting the devil. And, you know, another brother <laughs> from the church, Brother Jordan, was like, oh, yeah, I'd be there getting kicked out of there. Uh, Brother Olivier would be like, I'd be there. And, it, you know, it was just <laughs> it was profound to hear so many testimonies. And even one of the people saw someone who's visited the church. She was out, you know, drinking and stuff. And we were like, hey, like if God brought us all the way from Milton Keynes to here and she too from Milton Keynes was there. We were like, hey, this is the Lord. He's calling you like it's. God uses it so powerfully, so. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think even for me, to, to be praying for a police officer mm. like that, going back to the point, to be like. Well, you actually got arrested by police officers before. This you is know. the thing. Yeah. You know, multiple times I was arrested by police officers. And then to have someone there in their uniform like that. <laughs> and just did you, praying came, for that. When he came up to you, did you like think anything at first? Or were you just like, why is he walking up to me? Or like... I don't, I don't know, really. I didn't really think much of, <laughs> of the whole thing at first. Yeah. And then when he opened up and said, you know, follow the ministry and so forth, then it was like, we've got that picture up as well. And then it was just like, yeah, wow. You know, it was amazing. It was a lovely, lovely guy. He was lovely, wasn't he? <laughs> It was, it was really a nice guy. to meet him. I invited him to Trafalgar Square to see if he'd come for our next big outreach on yeah, June when the 3rd. He, when he turned up, I was like, I wish he came like 15 minutes earlier. He could have like been our protector from the heckler. <laughs> <laughs> we had spiritual backup and physical backup. Hallelujah. Amen. But you know what? I'll, I'll be honest. Like, obviously, we are based in Milton Keynes for the church. Mm. But it was really nice just doing that. Like London, it's uh, something really powerful of us. Like, and I say this with all due respect, but you've got a lot of churches in London. A lot. A lot. And how many of them are actively, you know, if every church was out on a Saturday and su Friday, you know, we really would see our nation change. This is the thing. And you see, and, and the fact that, there's so many churches in London, mm. and London is one of the greatest cities in the world. It is. And on a Friday night, to only see one to two ministries out in Leicester Square mm. was kind of like, come on. You're you know? so right, because, and that's why the brother Paddy, um, he had tears in his eyes because he was this like, yeah. he was almost not angry, but I could sense he was hurt of just like, 
if more churches, if more pastors would get out on the streets and preach the gospel, like, like it's a hard work for him. Like as soon as we were done preaching in Leicester Square, there was a group of, what would you say, 10 to 15 Muslims? There was a lot. They came around us and went straight for the women and just really wanted to, you know, kind of dissuade us. One guy came up to me and was like, oh, how do you know your God is real? And I said, well, he's he's encountered me. Like he changed my life. And he's like, oh, well, how do you know? And then I flipped the script on him. I said, well, how do you know your God is real? What has your God done for you? And he was ooing and ahhing. And I said straight to him, I said, this has been spoon fed to you since you were a baby. And I walked off because I, I'm, my husband, obviously he, he's, you're very good at debating and all that. I'm not really into it. I think as women as well, when it comes to, you know, any Muslim brothers, I, I really encourage you just, just don't even leave it to the guys, honestly, because yeah. that's, they really try and prey on the women and because in their even in their religion they're allowed to marry christian women because they believe that they can then just just persuade you and all that and arguments really don't work that's why i love we're there with the power of the holy spirit and the moment we were preaching like and that's why i love what you were saying is about that thing of what the lord told you to just go and start preaching because as soon as um brother joshua is done you looked at me and you were like you go and i was like oh like the atmosphere was so thing but i just grabbed the mic and as soon as the mic it was in my hands the holy ghost just came upon me and i just started proclaiming the gospel like people were like trying to come up to me they were trying to take the mic off me people wanted to like argue and then at one point <laughs> i think this even happened to brother sunil we got lost in the crowd so i was like running around these people like with this mic and it it got wild i was like yeah it, it was wild <laughs> But so, listen, so many people were engaged. I just remember seeing people stopping and listening. Like, I, I would say at least of the from the corner of my eye, like 30 people at any given time were just stopping. Like crowds of people were stopping for a moment, listening, and they were really hearing it. And those seeds that have been sown. And then what's so great is they stop and then boom, our teams are ready and then they're going up to that person and just talking to them. And it's powerful. And I really, really want to come to, especially Pragma Church. Guys, get out on the streets with us. Really Amen. do it. That's This is what we teach. We are Hallelujah. not a church that just meets on Sundays and we have cups of teas. Like, no, we are a radical church. We are on fire for God. And listen, if you're not on fire for God, when you come to Pragma Church, you're either going to get on fire for God or those feathers are going to get rustled and you're going to get convicted. <laughs> That's what happens. When you come to Pragma, you either get on fire for God or you get convicted. That's um, the only two things that are going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I actually think the Lord, the Lord is very selective of who he kind of allows to join Pragma Church. Oh. Yeah, because some people can't. It's, there's so much fire so much and heat. anointing of yeah. the Holy Ghost cool. that it will look nice from the outside or if people see what we're doing on social media and so forth. And when they actually come and sense the weight of the anointing, That's the weight right. of the word, mm. the weight of the fire, that if you're living a double standard life, you won't be able to handle it. <laughs> you will not. Like, like, it will, like part of you would want to join pragma but if church. you're not ready yeah. part of you would like feel like 
gosh, I love this church. I want to be around. Because deep down, your soul and your spirit is bearing witness to what is, is preaching. For but this. your flesh and thinking patterns and influences are pulling you back. And there's a war going on. There's a yeah. war between light and darkness within the soul of a man and within mm. the soul of a woman. And even though pragma looks modern, the church looks hip, we look young, you know. I am young, thank you, but uh, I praise, look young. I yeah, am yeah, young. yeah, yeah, praise the Lord. No, we are young. Glory be to God. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> he renews my youth. <laughs> <laughs> With a long life, shall I be said. Hallelujah. i got all my scriptures ready. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> and the thing is, yeah, we're young, we're loud. And, you know, and I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. You know, we're a church that does look good. Yeah, we're a church that looks good. We're, was it bougie church? Yeah, exactly. No, but we're trampling the devil. We're preaching the word. We're Come binding on. that defeated foe, Lucifer. Michael but we look Rick. good while we're doing it. Hallelujah. But the problem is, if a normal nominal Christian who's in their 30s, 20s, 40s, whatever, sees us and wants to join us because of how we look, and when they come closer, they'll realize very quickly, oh my gosh, God is because real. And it's not even just that. It's because there's there's sacrifice that has to take place. Oh, yeah. Like, if you want to be on fire for God, if you want to live this thing out, it's like, oh, I have I have to give up stuff? Like, oh, I can't... I've, oh, I thought... And some of you are like, oh, I thought I could just incorporate Christ into my lifestyle. Ooh. No, it's not about incorporating Christ into your lifestyle. It's about crucifying your life and letting Jesus be Lord over your life. So... That's the beautiful thing about pragma. So I actually feel the Lord is watching over those who join and those who don't join. I feel like it's not just, oh, come along. Like, don't get me wrong. We invite you to come along. But you've got to be hungry for God. You've got to be someone who's ready to let go of those old influences, those come old on. voices, those They're old lifestyles. Yeah, yes, come I'm on gonna now. Yes, I'm going to call them out. Those relationships that you keep on holding on to that you shouldn't hold on to. Hallelujah. Yeah. But anyways, I want to touch on this today, that our God is a God of restoration. Mm. He is a God of restoration. Now, when you look at Adam in the Garden of Eden, Adam walked in dominion. He walked in authority and he also walked in abundance. There was no lack. Yes. He had dominion over the birds of the air, over the land, over the plants. Adam walked in the blessing. And that's what I love. I love that you touched on that. That's what he's walking in. He was walking in. Touch on that for a moment. Blessing. What is the blessing? It's where there was fruitfulness. Like it says in Genesis 1, 27 to 28, you know, and the Lord blessed them. He proclaimed the blessing on them. And what is the blessing where there was no lack, there was no toil, there was no struggle. He was a blessed Man. So Adam walked in the blessing. Mm. There was no lack. There was no toil. There was no worry. And there was no defeatism. Yeah. He walked he in dominion. Yeah. yeah. He was a king. He walked in dominion. Now, from the fall of man, those keys of authority and dominion were handed over to the enemy. Yeah. To Satan. That's right. And what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did through the blood of the Lamb through the death, the burial, and the resurrection, Jesus Christ snatched those keys of authority and dominion out of the hands of the enemy, yeah. and then he places those keys into the hands of the church mm. of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, back into the hands of the Hallelujah. Believer. 
So we, as blood-washed, spirit-filled, devil-rebuking, Bible-believing, tongue-talking Christians, have spiritual dominion and the believer's authority. Ha, love it, love it. And what I want to touch on is this. Our God is the God of restoration. That which Adam lost in the Garden of Eden... Yeah has been credited into the heavenly account of the Christian, but much more. You know what? It's not just an even playing field. If you're at home, whatever, grab your Bible. Don't go anywhere. I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel this is about to blow. There's a much more. So if you're watching this right now, declare these words after me. Say much more. Much more. See, the restoration that Jesus Christ of Nazareth brings through the finished work of the cross, it doesn't just bring you to an even level with what Adam lost in the garden. Oh, wow. There's actually an abundance. Yeah. There's a much much more. more. So, yes, we get the authority back. Yes, we get the keys back. Yes, we get the dominion back. Yes, we're walking in the blessing. But it's not just the blessing of the first Adam. There's a much more. Mm. We're talking about the last Adam here. We're talking about Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Look at this. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. This is powerful. Glory be to God. Come on, somebody. This is powerful. <laughs> I'm going to take it from Romans chapter 5, verse 14. Okay. All right, let's go. I'm going to take it from Romans chapter 5, verse 12. <laughs> <laughs> You better be ready today. Glory be to God. This is just so powerful. Listen, I, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to take it on Romans chapter 5. <laughs> I'm looking at verse 6, but then I'm thinking I might just take it on verse 1. You know, I'm going to take it on verse 1. Do whatever you want, my love. I'm going to take it on verse Romans 1. Romans 4 verse 1. Romans 5 Sorry, verse five. 1. Romans 5. This is just glorious. I love the word of God. You know, oh, we're not just too. Holy Ghost, flaky. We are anchored in the word in the word of god i'm talking about grounded (laughs) (laughs) in the word of god rooted i think planted (laughs) i think that's where you one you and i um i can't get my words out now i feel the anointing (laughs) i was just about to say i feel like that's one of the things that really I would say attracted us to one another is that we really both were so passionate for the word that when it even comes to studying the word and mm. getting into the word, we just, we absolutely, we're word people. We really love studying the word. Glory be to God. So Romans chapter five, verse one. So if you've got your Bibles and if you're taking notes, definitely zone in on these scriptures right now. Romans chapter five, verse one. Therefore, having been justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. 
For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone will even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more. See, this is where I want you to take note. And if you're underlining, you know, underline, underline your Bible. Just show him your Bible right now in the screen. You know, and my Bible looks the same. You know, it's okay to underline. You know, the most important thing is you want the word of God to go from your head to your heart. That's true. So declare after me, say much more. Much more. Verse 9. Much more then. Having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, underline again, much more. And say that out aloud again. Say much more. Much more. Much more. Much more. Much more. This isn't an even playing field with the enemy. This isn't just about receiving to be filled to the brim. This is about a much more. This is like El Shaddai. An El Shaddai means the God of more than enough. The God of abundance. Declare after me one more time. Come on, somebody. Say much more. Much more. I receive the... Verse 9, much more then, having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if then when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, declare it and underline it again, say much more. more. Having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. Verse 15, but the free gift is not like the offence. For if by one man's offence many died, much more, just underline much more again and declare out loud, say much more. Much more. So for if by one man's offence many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. So through Adam's sin, that generational curse called sin, I like to describe sin like this, Satan's imputed nature. 
or Satan's imparted nature. Sin is a nature. It's a generational curse that through the fall of Adam fell upon all of humanity and how destructive it was, how detrimental it was. We see the effect of that fallen nature and even the fallen world all around us. Rapists, murderers, paedophiles, you name it. It's all a result of the curse of Satan's imputed nature which we call sin. Hallelujah. I just sense the anointing so strong right now. Verse 16. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from the one offence resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offences resulted in justification. For if by one man's offence death reigned, if through Adam death reigned, through the one much more, declare after me again, say much more. Much more. Say it again, say much more. much more. Say it again, say much more. Much. Underline that thing one more time, say much more. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So powerful. There is so much in this portion of scripture. For if by one man's offence, Adam's offence, death reigned, the sinful nature reigned, much more those who receive an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Basically, the scripture is saying through that sinful nature and the effects of that sinful nature, the detriment, the fall of man, and, and all that comes with it. For those that are in Christ, there is a much more. Meaning you can have a greater impact on the earth than the sinful nature which comes through the fall of man. You can have a greater impact on the earth through the anointing, through the one man Jesus Christ, through the abundance of grace and through the gift of righteousness. There is a much more. There is an overflow. There is an abundance. And El Shaddai means God of more than enough. He's a too much God. He's a too much God. You know, our God is just too much. I'm just going to word it like that. He's just too much. He'll bless you over and above. Always. He'll bless your socks off. I'm going to go one step further. And I said this prophetic word at the beginning of the year. And I'm going to say it again as I sense the anointing of the Holy Spirit on this 22nd of March 2023. God is going to shock some of you. Amen. He's going to shock some of you. This is the year of the manifestation. Amen. Some of you have shed many tears, and those tears have gone into the ground as seed, mm. penetrating soil. But that seed has gone into the ground, and many of you are going to reap joy. You're going to reap victory. You're going to reap breakthrough. And this year of 2020-2023 is the year of the manifestation. Come on, someone. You've got to take that. Don't just look at me like that. Type amen. 
amen right now. Say, I agree with that word. I Say, it's for that. me. Yeah. You've got to receive it. See, there are Christians, you know what? They don't come into agreement. Mm. It's so true. They don't come into agreement. It's so true. Many people want to believe it. But they don't want to receive it. But they don't want to come into agreement to receive it. Mm. And it's pride. It's pride. Because they feel, oh, I'm not, I'm not worthy. Like the blessing, the blessing is our inheritance now. Like what Adam lost, Jesus restored and over and above. That that is our inheritance, and you need to know that that the pr the price that Jesus paid to get heaven on the inside of us, and for every Christian that does not walk in the fullness, it's an insult to the blood of Hallelujah. Jesus. And I'm not condemning anyone. I'm no, not no, condemning no. because <laughs> if it's, it's like people are, oh, just because I'm struggling. Um, no, it's, no. Uh, no, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is you don't have to stay that way. To you be, may be in that place, but you, you don't have to stay there. Absolutely. To be perfectly honest with you, I mean, there is no condemnation anyway because Romans 5.17 is actually speaking about being a recipient of abundant grace. It's actually talking about standing on the gift of righteousness. And to be a recipient of the abundance of grace is to say, Lord, I'm not good enough. I need your goodness. Lord, I'm not qualified enough. I need your blood to qualify me. Remember this. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So God is the one that qualifies you to make you fit for use. It's God who does it. So you have to just be a recipient of his grace and his righteousness. And then people will begin to see victory yeah. in their life. But the issue is this. Yeah. Before we get to the much more, yeah. Christians need to actually realize that that which was lost in the Garden of Eden has been restored. Yeah. See, the much more, people aren't ready for the much more yet. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll touch on the much more before the end of this broadcast. But people need to understand those keys of dominion, authority, and the blessing that Adam walked in in the garden. Remember, Adam wasn't lacking. Adam was, listen, Adam was taking off certain fruits and eating it. He didn't need to go shopping. Mm -hmm. He didn't need to have a shopping list. Adam, listen, the earth belonged to Adam. Yeah. Everything on the earth was Adam's. If a little lion would come along, just be like, you lion, move out the way. Mm. There was just a level of authority and dominion. He would walk in and even in abundance, the blessing, there was no lack. Christ brings us into restoration. The second Adam, who I like to call the last Adam, snatched those keys out of the hands of the enemy and placed them into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are restored by the finished work of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and that's what I was going to say is that there is that point where you're like, oh, like, Lord, I'm in need of a savior. Like, oh, Lord, I know I'm not good enough. Whereas that Romans like five where it talks about, you know, or things like Romans eight, which says there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And, but then it gets to the point where then you, when you know you're righteous, that you actually start confidently claiming and yeah. like what Maturity. you said, receiving what God has for you. Because, you know, you have to receive the abundance. And that's what it is. It is an abundance. Like God has so much for you. And even with the gospel. It is the good news. It is the too good to be true news. The way that the Lord wants to bless you, mm. it's too good to be true. You need to start 
comprehending that. Like you need to start getting to know that. You need to have a revelation on the word of God that actually everything written is for me. This word is promises written to me and the epistles, these letters are written to me. And every promise that is in the word of God, that isn't just to the church in Corinth, that isn't, this is for me. You have to get a hold of that word of God and you need to know that the Lord blesses his children. Amen. It is the father's will to bless you. It is his will to prosper you. It is his will to see a smile on your face, that the desires of your heart be fulfilled in him. And this is what we want to share with you today. These are those keys. So I want you to, whatever mindsets you've got where it's like, oh, I've never had it before and never things never go right for me. I want you to break out of that today in Jesus' name Amen. and say, you know what, Lord, I may not have it all together. I may not know, but from today, I'm going to dare to believe and I'm going to dare to receive. Put a demand on the anointing today. Say, Lord, I can't live my life the same way anymore. I don't want to be that Christian that's always failing, always broke, always struggling. I want to walk in the abundance. I want to walk in the more than enough. I, I want to know this El Shaddai. I want to know this God who is the God of more than enough because some of you, all you know is religious God. All you know Come is religion. Now. All you know is condemnation. But it's time for you to really know through the eyes of the new covenant you know the That's eyes it. of the new testament of what is it and this is it now this is what we're teaching you is what the inheritance is that jesus has given to us what are these keys those keys he's putting into our hands are to unlock and romans five seventeen. i mean this is such a heavy duty scripture for those that are just joining us right now we encourage you to sit still turn up the volume do share the broadcast like it comment below let us know where you're tuning in from what's so profound about this scripture romans chapter 5 17 is there is so much in it i mean those that would say Oh, then, you know, oh, is it just about me thinking I'm imperfect? But the scripture actually says you will reign in life. So you are going to end up walking in victory and authority and yes. dominion. Amen. So therefore, don't fall into a type of grace or a greasy grace or a grace message that is going to keep you in defeatism or keep you in sin or keep you bound in bondage. Mm. Today, we are sharing on the God of restoration. And that which Adam lost in the Garden of Eden, the second Adam, the last Adam, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, he restores. And he doesn't just restore, there is a much more. There is an abundance. Hallelujah. So glory be to God. It's just so, so encouraging, isn't it, that Jesus He's the God who restores. Amen. And this is where I just want to encourage every single viewer that is on right now, God will restore. And this is what I sense by the Spirit of the Lord right now, is God is going to restore the years that the locusts have stolen. Satan may have robbed your time. Yeah, he may have on, robbed prophesy. your energy. Yeah. For some of you, listen, in some ways he's robbed your soul. What do I mean by that? Some of you have slept around. You've been in the wrong relationships. You've given your soul to certain partners, certain relationships that were ungodly, people of your past. I'm talking about soul ties. Yeah. Okay. Some of you have been robbed by the devil. You know, John 10.10 10 says, The thief cometh 
to steal, kill, and to destroy. He comes to steal your time. He wants to zap you of your energy. He wants to rob you of motivation. You know, as a pioneer of the ministry and when I'm leading things and, you know, when we've got certain equipment and we're doing certain things for God, sometimes I'm like, yeah, we've got all the equipment, but without motivation and passion... We've got nothing at all. See, what Satan wants, he doesn't want the stuff. He wants your peace. He wants your motivation. He wants your enthusiasm. He wants you to be spiritually apathetic. But the devil is a loser and the devil is a liar. The devil is a defeated foe. He shall not have his way. And on this broadcast tonight, I'm declaring the God of restoration, even over years of your life, that Satan has tried to rob and steal you of. Tonight, it's being restored. And let me go one step further. God isn't just going to restore. There's a much more. <laughs> Can I, I get an amen? That. There's a much more. So God isn't just going to restore it back. So let's say Satan robbed five years. God isn't just going to give you a five-year back restoration. It's as if, no, no, 555, 5 million and 50. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? God restores with interest. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Glory and be to God. Literally, as you started sharing that, I picked up in the spirit what you were about to say. Like I felt that. And just as you began to prophesy, I felt the Lord speak to me at the same time. And I felt even through this broadcast tonight, and remember this is for those who receive. Not everybody will receive, but I felt the Lord saying he is going to restore. And I know this is hard to comprehend, but listen, where what's impossible with man, all things are possible with God. Mm. All things are possible for he who believes. And as you were saying that, I felt the spirit of the Lord say, even tonight, that which um, pharmaceuticals and uh, medication has robbed, wow. sickness and disease, I felt that the Lord is actually restoring it right now. If you feel that, if you feel it on your stomach, if you feel heat, whatever it is, just receive it right now. I feel the Lord is going to physically heal bodies, even through the preaching of this word tonight. Powerful. Powerful. Hallelujah. Mm. That's incredible. That's incredible. So I just want to encourage every single one of you that God is a God who restores. Get ready for your restoration and get ready to walk in your restoration. God isn't just going to restore it back to exactly the amount the devil stole. Mm. He's going to Bless your socks off with interest. He's El Shaddai, which means the God of more than enough. He's a God of abundance. He's a God of overflow. He's just looking for some kids that are ready to receive. Remember Romans 5.17 says, Those who receive, Those who receive, you've got to be a recipient first. Now, I want to challenge some of you. You can either come to receive with a little plastic cup tonight. You can either come to receive with a bucket. You can either come to receive with a big old barrel. Or you can unscrew your head, empty yourself out of the doubt, the junk, selfish ambition, unbelief, whatever else it may be, and say, Lord, here I am. Wave after wave of your grace. Wave after wave of your undeserved mercy. Wave after wave of your favor. Wave after wave of, yes, I don't deserve it, but Lord, I'm going to take it anyway today. Glory be to God. He's the God who restores, but he's looking for children that will be recipients first. He's the God of much more. He's the God of abundance. He's the God of overflow. I'm even reminded of 
the children of Israel as they left Egypt. Now, one thing I love about the children of Israel is they finally received their freedom, but they didn't just, you know, walk through the Red Sea and that's it. They plundered the Egyptians yeah. of their silver and gold. Yeah. That's a powerful word for someone. He plundered them of their silver and gold. The yeah. children of Israel plundered the Egyptian of their silver and gold. In other words, they were like, listen, yeah, we're getting the heck out of it. But you know what? We're about to take that. We're going to take that. We're going to take a little bit of that. It kind of like, it's quite funny, really, because it just, it reminds you of like, you know, if you were ever like walked into a nice function or a party and there's beautiful food there. And you know, you get some mamas, they start packing up the food and putting it in their handbags. I'm going to eat that later on. Start plundering the buffet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like if you're in a hotel and it's only half board and you've got a buffet breakfast and you want to like take some of it for lunch and you just wrap it up in some tissues and just fill up your I backpacks. Don't, I don't do this, by the way, <laughs> just before anyone's thinking that yeah, that's what I do. No, no, I no. don't do that. But I'm just using it. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just using it as an example of you're not, you're just plundering the place. You're <laughs> you're gonna get your money's worth <laughs> exactly this is what i'm saying you're just getting your money's worth and it's like the children of israel they were like yes we're receiving our freedom but you know what? i'm taking the silver we're gonna and make gold them as pay well. for it, yeah. yeah we're gonna make the devil pay and you know what? i'm gonna take that blessing and the joke of it is that stuff was probably theirs in the first place Ooh. well they they're working for it they're the ones sowing the seed for it toiling sweating for it so anyways glory uh, to god so I just want to encourage people watching today. Our God, he is a God of restoration. And if you're watching this, if you've been robbed of time, I just sense by the spirit of the Lord that there's someone watching in your 40s. You're in your 40s and you feel like, ah, oh, it's too late. You know, I've missed out my youthful years. How am I going to be used by God? Listen, the devil is a liar. You've got your whole life ahead of you. If you're in, the, if you're in your 40s, you are young. I'm going to say that again. Receive that, somebody. If you're in your 40s, you are young. Amen. You are youthful. And God isn't finished with you yet. This is how much the devil lies. You know, tries to make out that just because just you're in your 40s, you're old. No, you're not. You're young. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I see people in the comment section taking it. Yeah. Listen, if you're in your 50s, you're still young. Hallelujah. If you're in your 60s, you're still young. If you're in your 70s, you're still young. Come on, you need to receive Aww. the youthfulness that comes from the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Brother Raymond is saying, I'm 68. Yeah, brother, you are young. And some people hit 60, they get ready to retire. But when you crash into the anointing of the Holy Ghost, you get refired. Come on, someone. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. I see it's all the ladies receiving it. <laughs> That's because ladies are bold like that. Ladies will take it. You know, ladies will take it. Take that. Come on. God is not finished with you yet. That's a word for someone. God is not finished with you yet. Amen. You know, some of the greatest people reach prominence when they hit their latter years. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of certain men of God that have inspired me. Only when they hit their 50s that they actually began to walk in prominence and their ministry hit a certain level. You know, don't think it's too late. God is a God of grace. We serve a God of the second chance. We serve a God of restoration. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray for people tonight. We're going to pray that the Lord will restore you. And I even sent someone watching right now 
And I'm just going to release prophetic words as we're on air right now. There's someone watching right now, and it's as if Satan has robbed the peace in your marriage. Satan has robbed the joy from your marriage, and Satan has even robbed the unity and intimacy in your marriage. Mm. But the Lord is going to restore that tonight. Amen. He's going to restore it. And he's not just going to restore it. He's going to restore it in abundance. He's going to Amen. store it with much more. He's going to restore it with interest. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm going to read a few scriptures out, then we're going to pray. But as we read these scriptures out, please receive these scriptures. You know, I see your message sat one saying, I'm 58, but I'm young, pastor. You know, yeah, yeah, bless you, bless you. Beautiful, beautiful. Hallelujah. We're eternal. Yeah, listen, the beautiful thing is that in the spiritual realm, there is no age. Glory be to God. Claudette saying she's 64. Bless you all, bless you all, bless you all. You know, you guys are young. You know, we have to talk like that as Christians. Remember, we are strange people. You have to talk like that as Christians. Amen, Raymond. He's not through with you yet. He is doing something. You know, as a Christian, you have to talk like that. You have to, even if you're in your latter years, you say, I'm young. I'm youthful. It's only when you start getting lazy in your mind and shutting down that your body starts shutting down. Yeah. You know, you've got to see yourself as youthful and young. Amen. You know, some. You know, I remember when our daughter was two, three years old, and I remember her running, and she was running a lot. And look at their joints. Look at their muscles. They're tiny, but it's all in the mind. Then, then there's no lack. There's no limits. They're just running. And sometimes it's the same with elderly people. I mean, elderly people that are fit. You know, I'm reminded of a man of God we're connected to who's over 90 years of age and he's up and down the globe. He's okay. treating the globe like, like a you, bus. Yeah, literally. It's like he's just stepping on certain countries like it's the carpet, just different areas, different, just, just going for it. Yeah. And as Christians, we've got to be a people that do speak in opposites to how the world speaks. Remember, as Christians, we're strange. The Bible says you are a peculiar people. We are a little bit strange as Christians. And that's okay because we're in this world, but we are not of this world. We're from another world. We're from a world where there is no lack. We're from a world of abundance. It's called heaven. We're from a kingdom where there is no time. Hallelujah. We've been placed in a realm of time, not to be bound by time, but to be a master over time. We're from another kingdom. We are strange. And it's the same with things around that may cost a certain amount of money. People are getting in the habit of saying, oh, everything's gone up. Everything is super expensive. And you know what the spirit of the Lord said to me a few days ago? Start saying things are cheap. It's cheap. Yeah. Oh, the shopping is cheap. They might not put it up, but it's cheap because you're looking from heaven's perspective. Listen, from heaven's perspective, it is cheap. According to your heavenly father's bank account, it is cheap. Come on, don't go quiet on me now. It's cheap. Everything's cheap. God is so good. The I milk remember. is cheap. The bread is cheap. Waitrose is cheap. Everything's cheap. Hallelujah. The flights to fly to another country to preach the gospel, it's all cheap. Stop saying it's too expensive. Stop confessing, oh, I can't afford this. Oh, the prices I've got. No, no, everything's cheap. Hallelujah. It's cheap if you look from heaven's viewpoint and if you look at my dad's bank account and my dad's got a lot of money. He's the heavenly father. And yeah, the gold is used for the carpet in heaven. 
Glory be to God. Everything's cheap. Hallelujah. We serve Good a God quality. of abundance. Yeah, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not talking about cheap in terms of quality. I'm talking this about cheap in terms of finance. I'm, Everything's minimal. Oh, I love that. Joanna said, trip to Israel is cheap. Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. We speak it paid off listen, in Jesus' name. The trip to Israel is cheap. Ministry trips this year that some of you the Lord is going to call to travel on even with the ministry is all cheap. You know, because we can't ever be in a position where God says go, but your wallet says no. We'll all start saying cheap. <laughs> it's cheap. But you know what? I want to encourage you whilst we're talking on this. Make sure you tithe. I, I want to testify yeah, like the, good. the power of the tithe and giving is we were out yesterday and um, I forgot to pay for my parking because I'm always so blessed with free parking. We went out and I forgot to pay for my parking. So we had been doing stuff and like two hours later, I was like, ah, we forgot to pay for parking. So I was like running back to the car. I was like, if you see anyone, like ignore them. I was like, I need to get back to my car. But I was just like standing on the word. I was like, Lord, it was a genuine mistake. Like, I always pay for parking when I have to. And um, yeah, and then we literally, we walked to the car, but I was like, thank you, Lord. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. You're going to rebuke the devil for my sake. And yeah, I went to my windscreen and you know, when you see that beautiful, clean windscreen with no sticker, no yellow and black sticker. Um, oh, hello. I didn't get a ticket. So I just wanted to testify. So it's like things are going to be cheap, but then favor is going to be on you. So don't get cheap in your mindset where it's like, oh, everything's gone expensive. And then now I'm going to stop tithing. That's the first thing people do is they stop tithing. Always remain a giver, remain a tither and a giver. Listen, fuel's going up cars whatever but you're gonna be blessed <laughs> say on. i'm gonna be blessed i don't care what's going on in the world i'm blessed i am a child of the king i'm a child of god lord if you need to give me a promotion at work if you've got to increase my salary, if you've got to put it on people's hearts to give, if you've got to bring it through the ravens, put it in a fish's mouth, Come however way, I don't know what way you're going to provide, Hallelujah. but Lord, I know you're going to provide. And then I want to read this quickly is in Joel 2 and from verse 25. You know, I'll go from verse 23. I'll do what you do. And he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat. Okay, the, the harvest field is going to be full and the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil. And now here's this word of restoration. The Lord says, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing Jesus. locust. My great army, which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. <laughs> Listen, this isn't the time. I'm talking to you believers right now, filled with the Holy Ghost. This is not the time for you to be skimping and scraping and scrapping and all of that. This is the season where you are able to walk, not just into any supermarket. You will be able to walk into the best supermarkets and not have to eat these cheap GMO pesticide laced diseased food you will be able to eat good healthy nutritious food you will eat good you will drink good water you'll eat good food this is not the time for you to be you know pulling back and oh woe is me no this is the time for you to tap in 
to the God of El Shaddai. This is the time for you to tap into that God of more than enough Come where on. the Lord is going to provide all of your needs, where the Lord is going to look after you. He's going to bless you and he's going to bless you over and above. And like it says in Deuteronomy 28, these blessings are going to come upon you and they're going to overtake you. So the word of God, and listen, this is one thing you've got to do. I do that. I say the word of God says, if I say, that's why I love what we say. If the, if the word said, if God said it, I believe it, that settles it. If I have found it in the word, that's it. I'm taking it. So you, the word says, this is what God says. His word says, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. This is not a season for you to back out and back down. When those letters come through the post, you don't just pick up the post. You need to pick up those letters saying, all I hear is good news. Thank you, Lord, for good news. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. Praise the name of the Lord your God who Hallelujah. has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Amen. Then you you shall know that I'm in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God. There is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. Hallelujah. Come powerful, on. Powerful. I'm seeing people in the comments just write cheap, cheap. cheap. Someone wrote the trip to the Holy Land is going to be cheap. cheap. Hallelujah. Someone say cheap. Everything's cheap, friends. Everything around you is cheap. You are greatly blessed. You are highly favored. You are deeply loved. But everything around you is cheap. I love that Patricia. Patricia saying God is not El Cheapo. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The silver and gold is his. And I said to the Lord, wow, that's a lot of beef. Making me hungry. You know? That is a lot of beef, you know. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, now I'm going to get hungry. <laughs> but now how powerful is that? How powerful is that? There is no lack around you. Start seeing your God big. Start seeing everything around you small. Start seeing his provision humongous and start seeing the lack like a speck of dust. God is a God who provides. God is a God who takes care of his children. And uh, that is that, you know, glory be to God. He's a God who takes care, a God of abundance. Hallelujah. And, and you know, you were saying that you touched on tithing there. I mean, what's so powerful about that is the way to tap into heaven's resources Ooh. is by the principle of giving, of aligning your faith and finances, finances with heaven's principles. That's the way you tap in. It's not cruisomatic and automatic. You have to release your faith. You have to build a connection by your giving. Yeah. It's just like it's it's with anything. It's with evangelism. You know, you've got to get trained and then you've got to practically go out and win souls. It's the same with giving. If you want to tap in to heaven's storehouse, then you've got to prioritize the kingdom even in the area of your finances and giving. That's the way you tap in. So God is so so good. He's a God of restoration. That's what we are ministering on today. He's a God that will restore. Some of you, Satan, has tried to rob you through that fine, through that bill, through that whatever, that debt, whatever it may be. And we want to encourage you, even financially, God is a God of restoration. Amen. Some of you may be saying, oh, but you know, it's not just about finance. It's not just about finances. It's about every area, spirit, soul, and body. But Remember the word salvation part. actually means soteria. Mm. It actually means more than a ticket to heaven. It actually means protection. It means preservation. It means deliverance. It means wholeness in every area. So it's not just your finances, but 
your finances are included. And if you don't want your debts restored by God supernaturally, then fine. <laughs> Cut yourself out of the equation. It's fine. All you've got to do is stop being a recipient and just turn, you know what I mean? So anyway, hallelujah. Don't turn that faucet off. Glory be to God. So God is a God that restores. Hallelujah. And that's what we want to declare over you today. Uh, we do want to pray. I'm looking at the time. It's already 10 p.m. GMT UK time. So I do want to go through a couple of more scriptures. Then we want to pray over you if you are believing God for restoration in your own life and listen this can be restoration in the area of time if Satan has robbed years off of your life this could be restoration in the area of your health for some of you Satan has robbed your health through certain sicknesses diseases side effects whatever it may be our God is a God of restoration he's not just going to give you good health He's going to give you supernatural energy, rejuvenation, and youthfulness. Are you listening to it? Hey, Come man, on. That's the much on. more. No, no. That's the much more. It is. Because, okay, it's not just about keeping you healthy. There's a much more. You're going to have supernatural ability. You're going to do more than what the normal person can do. There's going to be more for less. You're going to get more for less in your time. More for less mm. in your products that you're buying. More for less. There's just going to be expansion all around you. That which you put your hands to is going to prosper. God isn't just going to restore you. There is a much more. There is an abundance. Come on, if you agree with me, say amen. Amen. So this could be in the area of your health. If Satan has tried to rob you of your health. This is also in the area of time. If the locusts have tried to rob years off of your life. This is also in the area... Of your finances, financial provision. If Satan has tried to rob your finances, we are declaring restoration over every person watching right now because this is our God. He's a God of restoration and his name is El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. We showed you images earlier of me with a police officer. And me being with that police officer, there was once upon a time I was getting arrested by that police officer. Now I'm praying for that police officer. That is what you call the restoration of the Lord. Amen. There was once upon a time we were in nightclubs listening to the devil's music under the influence of alcohol and all of that junk. Mm. But now we're outside those same nightclubs sharing the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is called the restoration restoration of the Lord. Tanya just mentioned there should be walking past these people that were believers, witnesses, evangelists, but she wasn't saved. But now she's going in those areas and evangelizing. That is the restoration of the Lord. I was with one brother and he said, I got kicked out of that nightclub. And now he's walking past that nightclub, laughing in the face of the devil. Walking that is the, the restoration of the Lord. God is a God that restores. And then there's a much more, there's an abundance. I want to read these scriptures over you. And if you're receiving this and agreeing with us, comment below and declare, Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He's a God that restores. Amen. So the first thing I want you to understand is the word restore appears 136 times in the Bible. 136 times in the Bible. I want your faith to arise before we pray. The word restore appears 136 times throughout the books of the Bible. 
And one thing you need to understand, God isn't a God that lies. When God says something once, he means it. So if God is saying something that many times, you better believe he's a God of restoration. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17 says this, For I will restore health to you, and your wounds I will heal, declares the Lord. Because they called you an outcast, it is Zion for whom no one cares. I'm going to read that again. For I will restore health to you, and your wounds I will heal. Wow, that's what God is saying. I will restore health to you. So, so powerful. That's for someone today. If you're bound in your health, if you're under demonic attack in your health, if the doctor has given you a negative report, I've got a report for you today and it's the book of Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17. I will restore health to you, says the Lord, and your wounds I will heal. Now, one thing I love about this portion of scripture is God is saying I will restore your health, but then he's also saying your wounds I will heal. There are certain wounds people carry. There are emotional wounds people carry. Some of you may have been robbed in your emotional well-being. What do I mean by that? I'm talking about hurt by boyfriends of the past. I'm talking about narcissism from ex-boyfriends and certain relationships and girlfriends in your life. You know, you might have been a victim of abuse in that way. I want to let you know he will heal your wounds. Glory be to God. Psalm chapter 51 verse 12 says this, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Wow, so powerful. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Now restore to me the joy of your salvation. Some of you need your joy restored again. Some of you have let spiritual apathy in, you've let depression in, you've let negativity in, you've let despondency in. How? It could be voices in your life. It could be demonic soul ties. It could be the wrong company, the wrong voices. It could be listening to the wrong teaching and preaching and the wrong messages. I want to let you know right now, God doesn't add the depression, he removes the depression. God doesn't make you negative, he removes the negative energy. And Psalm 51 verse 12 says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation glory be to god god will restore your joy for some of you satan has robbed your joy christian you shouldn't be looking sad and depressed christian you shouldn't be coming to church dragging your feet christian you shouldn't be giving sadly you should be giving gladly even with your finances to god god loves a cheerful giver God will restore your joy today. And some of you may need to have your first love and that fire for your first love rekindled and God will restore that for you today. He is the God of restoration. Isaiah 61 verse 7 says this. Look at this. Someone better get ready for this. Someone better get ready for this. This is God supernaturally giving you a dollop of restoration. And you've got to be a recipient for it. Isaiah 61 verse 7, instead of your shame, there shall be double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. 
for they shall have everlasting whoa joy <laughs> whoa are you beginning to see this now beloved God wants to give you double joy. God wants to give you a dollop of restoration and much more. Glory to God. I need to read that scripture again. That scripture is too powerful. Isaiah 61 verse 7. Instead of your shame, there shall be double portion. Wow. So where there's been shame, there's going to be double portion. Meaning, listen, you might have been shamed before people. You might have been embarrassed before people. You might have been slandered, falsely accused. I want to let you know right now, the Lord is preparing a table before the presence of your enemies. Look at this. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. And they shall have everlasting joy. Come on, get ready for that double portion of joy. Get ready for that double portion of provision. Get ready for that double portion of restoration. Glory be to God. The book of Job, chapter 42, verse 10. The Lord restored the fortunes of Job. Sula branasia dandata. When he had prayed for his friends, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. <laughs> this is powerful. Glory be to God. This is powerful. Are you catching this? Mm. If you're watching this right now, you better catch this. God doesn't just restore. There is a much more. There is an abundance. Job lost everything. He lost everything around him, the finances, the properties, the friendship circles, the people around him. He lost everything. And Christians love to magnify that bit. Oh, look at Job. Don't worry, brother. Job lost everything and etc. etc. They don't really talk about the restoration. This is powerful. Job 42 verse 10. The Lord restored the fortunes of Job. When he had prayed for his friends, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before i feel the anointing the lord restored the fortunes of job that's talking about the finances the lord restores finances and fortunes and not just an even playing field doesn't just restore it to the brim he doubles the thing but you got to be a recipient to receive it Hallelujah. Well, glory be to God. I think that's a lot of word. That's a lot of meat. That's a lot of scripture. Let that develop faith on the inside. of you. Even as we get ready to pray right now for God to restore, for people to walk in that restoration, Amen. for people to walk in that double portion, for people to walk in the abundance. The God that we serve is the God who is called Jehovah Jireh. He's the God who is called El Shaddai. The God of more than enough. Hallelujah. I'm just excited to pray because I sense the gift of faith right now. And even you've been, sorry, go on. Go. I just sense people are being restored. Finances are being restored. Marriages are being restored. Relationships with your children are being restored. Where Satan has tried to rob your money, it's being restored. Some of you has tried to rob your health, it's being restored. Not just to the same level, but an abundance. Yeah, it's powerful, honestly. Let's pray. It's the God of restoration. Mm. This is the God we serve. This is our Abba Father. Yeah. This is our dad. 
And even how you were saying this year is the year of the manifestation. Amen. Uh, this is it now. Like, we, we, let's put a demand on the anointing. That Lord, let this be my year. Let this be the year. Like, and then the mind comes, oh, but we say this every year. Yeah, but no, every year we go from glory to glory, faith, faith to faith. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, You're going to got to release. And dare faith. to believe every year will be better than last year. Come on now. Glory to glory, faith to faith. Hallelujah. Well, on the back of that word, let's pray. Let's pray for every single one of you that are in right now. This is an opportunity for you to type your prayer request below. I've got intercession teams covering people that are praying in, sending their messages in right now. We're covering you in prayer right now. So type it below. Release your faith while we release our faith to pray for you right now. Yeah. Let's believe God to restore. Yeah. And let's believe God to restore in abundance, in double portion. For he is the God of more than enough. Hallelujah. Do you want to say anything before we pray? No, just make sure you put them in. Let's yeah, start yeah. praying Release over faith. your prayer requests. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. Lord, we know that there are people tuning in right now from around the world and around the United Kingdom. People from Africa, Asia, USA, the Caribbean, Papua New Guinea, Europe, India, and various places around the globe right now. Father, we thank you there is no distance in the realm of the Spirit. Lord, we thank you that you respond to your word. Lord, we thank you that it says in Mark 16 verse 20 that God confirms the preaching of the word. God confirms the preaching of the word. God confirms the preaching of the word. God confirms the preaching of the word with signs and wonders. Lord, as this word has gone forth through the airwaves, Lord, has this word, as it's cut through the very atmosphere, Lord, as this word has penetrated spirit, soul and body into the listener, Lord, as this word has gone forth father i pray in the name of jesus for this word to be backed up for this word to be verified for this word to be stamped with confirmation and approval with signs and wonders following so father those that are watching right now they are believing god for restoration lord we thank you you are the restorer of destinies you are the restorer of finances you are the restorer of time you are the restorer of energy you are the restorer of health lord jesus we just pray right now for every single person that has typed their prayer request in below right now father in the matchless majestic healing name of Yeshua HaMashiach the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth Lord I pray for every single person that has typed a prayer request in below Lord I pray for divine restoration Lord I pray for abundant provision Lord I pray for abundant joy Lord, I pray for abundant healing. Lord, I pray for abundant provision. Lord, I pray for the abundant. Shock your people, O oh God. Shock your people, O oh God. May they be starstruck of the blessing of the Lord. Yeah. May they just be in awe and wonder again of the signs and wonder of God. I pray that and I release that over every single person that can hear the sound of the word of God tonight. 
in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen, amen. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to receive that in faith. I want you to receive the testimony. I want you to declare the testimony and do type it in below, you know. And, you know, people are giving already right now. Thank you for our brother there, born again. Blessings to you. That's just so deceiving. Brother Jeremiah, love you loads. And, uh, you know, I believe you've just started something, Brother Jeremiah there. You know, I believe you've just started something. You know, I actually want to give people an opportunity to give. You know, as we've been speaking on the God of restoration, the God of abundance, the God of El, El Shaddai, the God of more than enough, we do want to give you an opportunity to give and support the ministry and support the work we are doing. And just allowing you to tap in. You know, the word that has gone forth is a word on restoration. So I want to encourage you to sow into that, to partner into that, to release faith, even tangibly into that today. You know, and I believe even that you're going to begin to see financial testimonies break for his freedom in those areas. So we do want to give you an opportunity to give right now. So, you know, blessings to that brother who's just sown in there and, you know, others that feel to sow and you feel compelled to sow and you want to respond to this word today in your giving you want to you know expect your miracle today and you just want to support the work of the lord and give into the anointing that's flowing tonight because there is an anointing flowing tonight you know we've been on air for nearly two hours it feels effortless i just feel the anointing of the lord hallelujah so some of you may really wish to give and you know we can't stop the blessing of the lord on your life you know you're gonna reap something as you sow today so, hallelujah, we want to give you an opportunity to give. So we're going to go into a video in just a moment. But for those that do wish to give, there are many different ways you can give. If you're watching via YouTube, you can give via the Super Chat on YouTube. If you are watching via Facebook, you can also give. Look, all you have to do is get your device and head over to www.walkinglikejesus.org slash giving. Walkinglikejesus.org slash giving. You head over there and then it's so easy for you to give. You just fill out the form. You hit UK giving if you're from the UK. You give our international giving if you're international and you literally just fill in your details there's also details of bank transfer there's details of giving via paypal there's giving details of sending a check-in you can even call the ministry right now via telephone and uh, you know support the work of the lord so we want to encourage you to give give into the word today give into what the lord is doing today and we believe in god for a powerful testimony hallelujah praise be to god yeah, thank you very much for everyone that's giving today. We've got another person giving on Super Chat. Bless you all so, so much. Bless you, Brother Jeremiah, saying it's an honor to give on this soil. We love you so much. Amen. Bless you, bless you. God is so good. Well, I just want to pray for everyone that's giving today. Amen. Yeah, yeah definitely. Father, we thank you for every person that's sowing seed today. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that as they sow into fertile ground, Lord, on this word of restoration tonight, as they've prayed with us, but even as they've released faith into supporting and giving into the ministry today. Father, we thank you for such freedom, restoration and deliverance to touch them and mark them. In such a mighty way. We declare abundance. Come on, I double hear the portion. Sound of abundance. <laughs> Hallelujah. We declare abundance over them. 
in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So you wanted to talk on partnership for a moment. Why don't you just encourage the people and the power of partnership as well? Because that's powerful. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. If anyone's watching and um, you are blessed by the ministry, um, but you actually don't partner, we really want to encourage you and give you an opportunity to give because it is really good soil to sow into. I think it's so important that what are we sowing into eternally? Those things that you can give you know, into things here and there. But when you're a faithful partner of a ministry and you continually sow into good soil, the work that we do, you too will reap harvest of that. And you are combining your faith with our faith. You're, you're tangibly tapping into the same anointing that we have on souls, that we have on finances, that we have on, you know, reaching the lost at any cost. And you too will begin to see a great increase in your life. I personally partner into ministries that have been a blessing to me to sow into what they do and the work that they're doing that I'm believing in my own life. So we want to encourage you if you don't partner with the ministry, we want to encourage you head over to walkinglikejesus.org forward slash giving where you can become a partner and we bless our partners. We pray for our partners and honestly it's an mm. honor when we travel the world and we meet with our partners. Mm. Uh, we bless you. So we thank you. And we pray over every seed that is sown yeah. in Jesus' Hallelujah. name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been on for nearly two hours now. Praise God. It's just felt like a breeze, just in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But we love you all so much. It's been a joy to be on with you all again. Do subscribe to the YouTube. Very, very important. Like, hit the notification bell. I'm not just saying it. Make sure you do it. Uh, hit like. It helps push the video up in the algorithms, etc. Comment below because we just want to reach as many people as possible. And we also want you to join us next week because we're going to be doing yeah. this every week, aren't we, next for a season? Next Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. GMT. So that's British time. And then the clock's change. So for all of our good friends around the world, make sure you tune in at the right time. Hallelujah. Well, we love you. God bless you. And those that wish to come church on Sunday, we'll see you there. Take care. See you Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a joy to bring you the Word of God in the comfort of your home. Why don't you comment below, click like, subscribe and hit the notification bell so you can be made aware of future content. Thank you for joining us today.